Welcome to The Vortex with your host, Addie, an ancient cosmic soul, transformation and mindset expert, and evolutionary astrologer. My mission is to help inspire and guide you to help unlock your soul's potential so you can live a joyful, empowered, abundant life. This is a podcast where we take deep dives into topics all along the lines of astrology, spirituality, metaphysics, and so much more. So with further ado, let's dive into today's episode and topic. Hello again, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Vortex with your host, Addie. Rabbit, rabbit, happy April. Hopefully everyone is having a good start to the month. I'm recording this on April 2nd. This episode is going to be everything you need to know astrologically wise for the month of April. We'll break down all the big astro transits for the month. We'll be recording another episode right after this, all on the Libra full moon, just because I like to do separate episodes for the full new moons, just because there's also a lot going on with this Libra full moon when I was looking at the chart this morning. So we'll be coming out with two episodes this week. Just That's just the way how the calendar system works this time around. So Anyways, this episode will be all about April. I realized last week that I didn't do like my little like weekly astro update. I was just so excited to talk Pluto and Aquarius, I just jumped right in and I realized that after I recorded it and was editing it and I was like, oh, well, too late for that. But sorry about that, guys. So we'll be going through all the astrology dates for April for this one. So we will cover everything, don't you worry couple announcements before we dive into this episode. So I have my readings open, they're PDF reports or like pre-recorded Zoom readings and infos in my show notes, or you can reach out to me on Instagram, Addie's Astro Diary, if you are interested in getting an astrology reading from me. I'm just not doing live readings yet. We'll be doing those soon. Um, also coming up with like a Pluto astrology reading report as well so if you are interested in just learning more about your Pluto in particular and really how to make the most of Pluto and Aquarius for the next 20 years definitely hit me up on Instagram and then just stay tuned in the next couple weeks because I will be coming out with something for that as well and now let's just dive into this episode because that's all the announcements. Before I go into the dates for April, let's just do a little recap from March because a lot happened in March. Like I think the best word to describe March was like shifty because we had seven planets move signs in March and that was like including the moon. But, I mean, we know the moon changes signs like every two, two and a half days. But, I mean, seven planets to move signs in one month is no joke. Like, just pat yourself on the back for surviving the month of March because a lot happened in March. Because we started March off with, like, Venus and Jupiter conjunct in Aries. Chiron was hanging out there as well. We had... Mercury enter Pisces, Saturn enter Pisces, we had that Virgo full moon that kind of ushered in Saturn and Pisces, and we had Venus enter Taurus, we had Pluto enter Aquarius, we had the astrology New Year, Aries season, Mars entered Cancer, so just a lot of big like shifts that happened in the month of March. So if you're just like feeling like tired or just 
all out of sorts, like you're kind of feeling discombobulated, that's okay because we went through a whirlwind of energy. And to me, April is kind of like us like getting like our bearings straight. So it's like, like, let's just say like March was like this big one long, like wild roller coaster ride. And now we just got off and we're like dizzy and our head, like our hair is like all over the place, like from static electricity. And we're trying to like get our like grounding our bearings again because we're all disoriented because we were just going after loop after loop after loop after corkscrew after corkscrew just and the roller coaster would not end for the entire month of March is really how I feel because there was just a lot that happened in March and I mean I could just make this entire episode just a recap of March astrology because so much happened I mean we had all that Neptune like Mars square Neptune energy Mercury square Neptune like so much going on so just be proud of yourself for surviving through March and now we have like all these like now we're in different energy too because we started March off with Pluto and Capricorn and now we have Pluto and Aquarius until like mid-June, June 11th is when we see Pluto go back into Capricorn but this is also giving us a taste for what this Pluto and Aquarius like next 20 years is going to bring us and it's definitely going to be interesting to see like what all comes into fruition with the Pluto and Aquarius but now let's just dive into April just going to read through all the astro transits and then I'll go back through and break them down on a much deeper level so yesterday was April 1st it was a Saturday happy April Fool's Day so April 1st we had a Mars Cancer trying Saturn and Pisces and it's trending south node Scorpio we're still seeing that today April 3rd which is Tomorrow, Monday, we have Mercury enter Taurus. So Mercury will be leaving Aries and enter Taurus at 12.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9.23 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, we'll be seeing Mercury and Taurus square Pluto and Aquarius. April 5th, Mercury, Taurus, sextile Saturn, Pisces. April 6th is the Libra full moon that apexes at 12.34 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that will be 9.34 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, April 5th. April 7th through 9th is when we have Mercury sextile Mars and Venus sextile Neptune. April 11th is when we have Venus leave Taurus where it's been at home, and we have Venus entering Gemini at 12.48 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9.48 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which will be April 10th if you're on the Pacific Coast. We also have Sun conjunct Jupiter and Venus trine Pluto all happening on April 11th. April 12th, Sun conjunct Jupiter. April 14th through the 15th is when we will see Venus and Gemini square Saturn and Pisces. April 20th, so this is where we have the solar eclipse, but it's also the Aries new moon at 12, 12 a.m. that ingresses into the sun in Taurus and moon in Taurus. So this really is like your second Aries new moon solar eclipse. We're also seeing sun square Pluto after this. So big energy on April 20th. We'll be doing a whole separate episode for that. Don't worry. It's funny that it's happening on 420, lol. April 21st, Mercury retrograde. So from now until April 21st is when we have all the planets direct, guys. All the planets direct. Because April 21st, Mercury goes retrograde in Taurus, conjunct Uranus at 4.35 a.m. 
It's also conjunct the moon in Taurus. This is still sun square Pluto, so we'll be touching on that later in this episode. April 23rd, we have Mercury sextile Mars. April 24th, sun sextile Saturn and Mercury sextile Mars. April 25th through the 26th is when we have sun sextile Saturn. And April 28th through the 30th is when we have Mars sextile Uranus. So a lot of a lot of powerful energy too coming through this month as well. So now let's just go through and talk about these all on a little bit of a deeper level. So I first want to talk about Mars in Cancer because we had Mars in Gemini for so long since like August of 2022 and we had Mars move into Cancer about a week ago and for me personally I've definitely been having an interesting experience with Mars and Cancer and I just want to share about that and just how you can really like if you have a difficult time with the planet that it's not the end of the world and that there still is a silver lining because for me personally like I don't have any planets in Cancer. Cancer is my 12th house as well so this is also bringing like a completion to like the Mars transits in my chart because Mars will then be going through my first house and going through the the wheel again but anyway so this is really activating my 12th house and this has been bringing up a lot of like deeply rooted emotions and a lot of deep stuff up to the surface and I am someone because I have like my sun opposes Saturn my sun squares my moon moon squares Saturn I have a t-square there so I'm someone where I don't have the best time dealing with emotions all the time like I can kind of have a hard time with that I can suppress them more than I want to deal with them and that's what I've been doing lately is I've been throwing myself into work and haven't really been dealing in my emotional realms and Mars and Cancer has been really challenging me to dive deeper into those because I was ignoring them and then last week was definitely a big emotional roller coaster for me because I was feeling like super irritable super angry and then I would go to feeling like super sad, depressed, like crying a lot. And I know it's like the Mars and Cancer because then I went back and looked at my journals because the last time we had Mars and Cancer was in like mid-April of 2021, May 2021. And sure enough, I was kind of going through something similar where it was bringing a lot of like deeply rooted stuff up to the surface. And so this is just like a lesson example. Like if you're someone who is having a hard time with a certain planet or a certain transit, like, don't just blame it on that. Try to find the silver lining, like, ask yourself, okay, well, what is this teaching me? How can I move through this? What is the lesson here? What do I need to do to improve? How can I really move through this to really highlight the highest expression here? And because we are seeing, like, Mars and Cancer trying Saturn and Pisces, and we have this energy for about another week so with like mars trying saturn this is really giving us that extra endurance and discipline it's giving us that extra willpower to continue focusing and concentrating on the tasks at hand to really get things done and like work on certain projects and get those done because then it's also making a trying to south node scorpio and then with that trying to south node scorpio that is helping us purge and release things that are no longer serving us whether that's like habits thought patterns beliefs anything like in that regards this is helping us release those so we can continue moving forward and reaching our destiny highest point 
because then April 3rd is when we have Mercury entering Taurus and I actually want to read about Mercury and Taurus from the only astrology book you'll ever need. So Mercury and Taurus. As a Mercury and Taurus person, you never embark on a project without being completely prepared. You have a practical, stable, and constructive mind. There is a rigidity, rigidity, rig, oh my gosh, I apologize for that. There is a rigid, rigid, rigidity, oh my gosh. I'm having a hard time saying that word, obviously, so... There is a rigidity, <laughs> I can't say that word, to your intellect. You are quite sure your opinions are the wisest and you have a little use for what others think. You have an excellent memory and are a good observer, but you are apt to listen inattentively. Since you're not about to change your mind, why listen to what someone else has to say? You also have a tendency to repeat yourself to state what you've just said over again in different terms, usually to make sure everyone has gotten the point. Although you are sociable and attractive, and have a certain refinement about your manners, you're a bit shy with strangers. You're more at ease reading a book while lounging in a comfortable overstuffed chair than holding court in the middle of a crowded gathering. You read a great deal, but it is experience that teaches you the lessons in life. A Mercury and Taurus promotes a knack for handling money, possessing an eye for both beauty and value. Mercury Taurus are often successful art and antique dealers. So with Mercury and Taurus entering the collective, especially since we will be seeing Mercury retrograde here in Taurus and Earth sign, this is really going to be putting like our financial matters at like kind of like the forefront of our mind. So this is a good time to really focus on money, get like your money, like things like your financial things in order. Also a good time for like healing money beliefs too, rewiring any like weird like money mindset beliefs, reprogramming that. That's a good time because then we're also going to be seeing Mercury square Pluto because we'll have Mercury at zero Taurus and we still have Pluto at zero Aquarius because we really only see Pluto at zero Aquarius this year anyway. So with this square going on, this is also challenging us to dive deeper into these like certain realms and this might make you want to like start diving deeper and doing more research. Like to me, like Mercury Pluto transits is always kind of like even though it's a square, it's also kind of putting your Sherlock Holmes cap on and being like, okay, where can I do more of investigative detective work here? How can I really get to the bottom of these things as well? Because we're also going to be seeing Mercury sextile Saturn on April 5th. And then with Mercury sextile Saturn, that's also helping us continue like doing deeper thinking, but also helping us work on projects, get things done. It's helping our, like, it's freeing up our mind, our thinking, giving us clarity, clearer thoughts, really helping us get things done. So with that Mercury, Taurus, Sextile, Saturn, Pisces, this is giving us a little, like, boost of energy to continue focusing on things and really working on those projects on hand, but making sure these things get done as well. So especially since we're still in Aries season two, we have all this fire energy. Like this is a great time for really working on things and getting things done, especially since we have all the planets direct until April 21st. And I'm going to keep saying that until April 21st. Like now is the time to really start like making progress, start working on your projects, anything you want happen, like now is the time to start making your goals into a physical reality. April 6th, April 5th is the Libra full moon and I will be doing a separate episode on this 
We'll probably have that one come out tomorrow, even though I am going to record that today. So stay tuned for the Libra full moon episode tomorrow, but I will just briefly mention it here because this Libra full moon, it will be opposing Chiron by one degree, opposing Jupiter by like four or five degrees. So big like Chiron, Jupiter elements, this full moon, a lot of aspects to the North Node as well in this Libra full moon. So like we know Libra is a cardinal air sign, masculine energy. So this is really putting like our intellect or thinking at the forefront of our minds as well. And then like Libra, they are ruled by the scales and balances. So this full moon is all about bringing like balance, peace, harmony, justice back to the planet as well. And restoring that back into our own lives. So definitely some big healing elements too with that Libra full moon. And just stay tuned for my next episode on that because that episode will be fully on Libra full moon because then like April 7th through April 9th is when we have Mercury sextile Mars so with Mercury Taurus sextile Mars and Cancer this is also helping us with our thinking creative projects brainstorming so if you are someone that like journals or writes a lot this is a transit that you can use to your advantage for working on those certain things like brainstorming just creative projects writing anything like using your mind and getting things done can really help with projects in that regards even like if you're someone like in business having to deal with contracts or anything like that that can also help give you an extra edge because we're also seeing Venus sextile Neptune and then with Venus sextile Neptune this can definitely bring some romance vibes but also some dreamy creative energy it could bring a little bit of like a longing to escape reality and wanting to get lost in like a Venusian Neptunian fantasy land so definitely don't want to get stuck in that but also can kind of use it to your advantage with that Mercury sextile Mars help you get like creative visions dreams really beautiful creative visions artsy too because april 11th is when we have venus leave taurus or april 10th as well like and venus enters gemini because that happens at 12 48 a.m eastern standard time 9 48 p.m pacific standard time april 10th and i actually want to read about venus and gemini as well from the only astrology book you'll ever need it says if you have venus and gemini you must have an intellectual rapport with someone before your affections begin to blossom basically you have a light-hearted attitude toward love intense heavy emotional commitments are like an anchor around your neck you have such a wide range of interests travel literature music seeing new places meeting new people that a lover just can't be the single focus of your life this lends a certain coolness to your emotions your inconstancy sometimes causes you difficulties in love or marriage but you bounce back quickly not even a frustrated lover can be angry at you very long you are too charming witty funny you enjoy being with people have lots of friends and often more than one lover venus exerts its most flirtatious influence in gemini this position of venus also stimulates a careless and free hand for spending money so with venus entering gemini into the collective this is bringing back that gemini energy because i mean we had mars and gemini for so long and so now we have venus coming into gemini so with Venus and Gemini in the collective, this is definitely going to bring more of a free-spirited like nature into the collective. More people might be a little more curious than 
they were with Venus and Taurus. So this is definitely a time, like definitely act on those curiosities. Like this is a time where if you are feeling the call for more stimulation, find those like positive outlets for mental stimulation. Because like, for example, I'm a moon in Gemini. I know it's not the same as Venus in Gemini, but like I have to be constantly, I have to, like my brain has to be constantly stimulated. So this is a time where if you need that stimulation, find a good outlet for that stimulation, whether it is like doing a puzzle, a project, or meeting new people, going out to like a social gathering. And this is definitely going to bring more of like a social energy, social vibe to the collective as well, because we also have the Sun conjunct Jupiter and Venus trying Pluto on that day as well. I'm actually scrolling down so I can look at the exact chart for that day because I want to see where the moon is. Yeah, that's interesting too because we have the moon in Sagittarius when that happens. So even though we won't see the moon oppose Venus this time around, it is interesting that the moon is in Sag while Venus enters Gemini even though because the moon will be at 22 degrees of Sagittarius. So the next time around is when we'll see moon pose Venus, which will be activating that Sagittarius Gemini polarity. But I just thought that was like a little interesting. And then because that's also like the sun conjunct Jupiter. So with sun conjunct Jupiter and Aries, this is definitely going to bring more of like that big fire energy in the collective, especially like with Venus and Gemini, we have sun conjunct Jupiter. And to like, I always give like the little warning because Jupiter does act as like that over amplifier magnifier. So this can get, bring a lot of good, high positive energy, but be careful not to overdo it. I have to bring, bring that warning because this is where you could feel like all this high, beautiful, positive energy and be like, yeah, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that task. Oh yeah. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then with Venus and Gemini too, you can feel like, oh, I'm feeling so social. Like, yeah, I can go to this event. I can do that. And then a couple of days go by and you're like, oh my gosh, I just agreed to go to like five events in one night. I need to reevaluate this. So that's just, I know it's kind of a silly example, but that's just like overdoing it with Sun conjunct Jupiter. So you can definitely utilize the Sun conjunct Jupiter and Aries to your advantage. Definitely use it for getting things done, working on things, like getting your message out, whatever you're working on. This can definitely like bring you some beautiful, high positive energy. Um, what else is going on after that? So then we're also seeing Venus trying Pluto. So the Venus trying Pluto, that's also like just bringing some good, like positive energy. It's bringing some good luck vibes too with the Venus trying Pluto. It's like showing you like the good, like relationships. It's also helping you heal any beliefs regarding relationships or money matters as well, because I'm personally going through that right now because I'm a zero degree Libra Venus and Pluto has been trining my own Venus and stuff have been very interesting like I've definitely noticed like a more heightened passion towards certain relationships romance has definitely been heightened for me um just really been focused on relationships lately but it's also been more of in a positive way too so definitely some good energy there because then April 14th through 15th is when we have Venus square Saturn. So then with like Venus, Gemini, square Saturn and Pisces, this is showing us, okay, where are we falling for like a 
like a fake relationship where we've fallen for the illusionment, the disillusionment. How can we break out of any like Neptunian or Piscean fantasy lands? This is a time when we can break out of that spell with the Venus square Saturn because then April 20th is that Aries new moon. And I will be doing a whole separate episode on that, don't you worry, because it's also like we're coming into eclipse season as well. So then that's going into eclipse season. So I will be doing a whole separate episode for like your spring eclipse survival guide because that's we're also like finishing up North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio. We only have a couple months left because July is when we shift nodes. So just wanted to mention that as well. Then on April 21st is when we have Mercury go retrograde, conjunct Uranus, and conjunct the moon. So I actually want to talk about this because this is very interesting. Because we see this happen at 4.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be about like 1.35 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And just super interesting with this Mercury retrograde. So yeah, here's the chart. Because we have the Mercury retrograde like happen right on top of the moon, which is crazy. So this is really bringing up like moon Uranus energy too when this happens. Because we have Mercury go, and this is the first planet to go retrograde of the like the retrograde cycle for this year of 2023. So we have until like now until April 21st is when we have all the planets direct. And we have Mercury go retrograde at 4.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 15 Taurus. And the moon is at 15 degrees of Taurus. The moon is exalted here in Taurus. So we have Mercury conjunct the moon. So this is really helping us dive deep into our emotional world. Like with Mercury moon conjunction, this is really helping us figure out, okay, how have I been communicating my emotions? How have I been dealing with my emotions? Do I need to start navigating through them in a healthier way, in a better way? What has been serving me? What hasn't been serving me? And then like with Mercury conjunct Uranus two degrees away, to me, like Mercury, Uranus energy, especially since these are conjunct, like that's creative energy, like creative genius vibes. So this is also bringing like some new innovative thinking, a creative spark. So this is really helping us be innovative, think outside the box. Like what are these new thoughts, new innovative projects, especially since this is happening after the second Aries new moon we just had, this is really helping us bring those into fruition and the, now we can really start taking action on them. So like this Mercury retrograde conjunct the moon and Uranus is really helping us start to think more innovatively, like dive deeper into our emotional realm, but also just like brainstorm deeper, like really get outside the box, really get those creative gears flowing because we're also seeing the sun square Pluto. And this is a completely different blend of energies than what we've been used to dealing with because we had Pluto and Capricorn. And so it was always dealing with like the cardinal energies. This is really activating the fixed energies now with Pluto and Aquarius because we're seeing Pluto and Aquarius square the Taurus sun at zero degrees because April 20th is also when we have the sun ingress into Taurus as well. So then we'll be feeling this sun square Pluto energy, which is also activating more of like this Pluto and Aquarius energy because 
Uranus is in Taurus right now. Uranus is the dispositor of Pluto. So we're really feeling like this big like Taurus Aquarius energy now. And so like with these Taurus Aquarius squares, like it's very interesting because it's really asking us, okay, how can we start being more innovative? How can we start thinking outside of the box more to really innovate and like improve upon our own physical reality? So this is asking us all to dive deeper into our physical reality and figure out, okay, how can I get this in a better position? How can I get this to serve me in a better way? How can I really get this to work out better for me? So like this Mercury retrograde in Taurus is also us like focusing on like our physical reality. How can we make these improvements? Especially just like, I don't think it's a coincidence either. Like we're having all these weird financial things happen in the money market. And this is also us, okay, asking ourselves, okay, how can we be more innovative? How can we set ourselves up for financial success? Because I really believe with all this Taurus energy too, like with Uranus and Taurus, North Node Taurus, Pluto and Aquarius, like we might be going back to like the barter system or something like that where we're trading goods instead of money because Pluto and Aquarius as well. The last time we had Pluto and Aquarius was back in the 1700s. That's when our money system changed because that's also during the American Revolutionary War. So that's nothing to panic about either, but I'm just planting that seed because it's time to be prepared. So this Mercury retrograde in Taurus by the end of April is helping us really evaluate our physical reality, our physical settings and be like, okay, what do I need to do to set myself up for future success, for survival, so I am thriving and not just surviving? So definitely some good things to ask ourselves because then we'll be seeing Mercury sextile Mars again. So that Mercury sextile Mars will definitely be helping us with that creative thinking, that brainstorming. April 24th is when we'll be seeing the Sun and Taurus sextile Saturn. So that will give us a little boost of energy for getting things done, for working on projects. And then we'll also be seeing by the end of April, Mars sextile Uranus. So that will also help us kind of think like out of the box innovatively again, regards with how we've been taking action. Maybe we've been doing something and it just hasn't been working. Okay, how can we start doing that in a different way? How can we implement that in a different way? That Mars sextile Uranus will definitely help us like think outside of the box and figure out a different implementation way. But I'm going to leave it at that for the April dates because overall I really feel like April is about us like innovating and like I wouldn't say quantum leaping but it's really about us taking what we have really focusing on our physical reality and innovating that and taking things to that higher level this is about us making progress and working on making our goals and dreams into a physical reality because this is the last month as well that we have all the planets direct because then in May is when we also start getting more retrogrades that's when Pluto goes retrograde and then that then over the summer is just when all the planets go retrograde so now is the time to really take advantage of it from eight from now until april 21st when mercury goes retrograde now is the time to take advantage of the direct planetary energy i do want to pull a couple cards just to see what comes through for the month of april so I decided to switch it up on everyone because I always pull the oracle card first, but I was like, I'm going to pull the tarot card first this week. Let's switch it up. So I'm pulling from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer tarot deck and we got Knight of Chalices. 
And this is Spike when, like, this is, like, back in the day when he, like, was an early vampire. So, like, I don't know, like, the 14, 1500s, maybe. But it says, Spike maybe loves bitch, but at least he's man enough to admit it. This night's quest is one of the heart, and if he has popped his pretty face into your reading, it's because there is a romantic, deeply expressive, and passionate influence in your life. This could be a forbidden tryst with a hunky demon, or a whirlwind of creative inspiration, but either way, you should see where it leads. So I definitely like that we got this energy, definitely kind of like gives off some like Mars and Cancer vibes as well. So I really like that we got this card. Definitely just like see like where the creative expression takes you. Where does it pull you towards? And definitely try to find a healthy, healthy outlet for that as well. Now I'm pulling from the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit deck. And we got the eagle. And it says, all pervading power, truth seeker, transforms karma. The noble eagle emanates the light of the sun. This great bird is both physically and spiritually strong and represents mastery over the elements of fire and air. When the eagle appears, you'll soon be thrown in the karmic fire for the sake of your transformation. The eagle pushes us to be our best and brightest selves and stops at nothing to see us shine. Grasp the sun in your talons and hold on for the ride. You are stronger than you think, eagle child. Also, like, way back in the day in, like, very ancient astrology, Scorpio used to be, de be depicted by the eagle. So it definitely gives off some, like, Pluto-Scorpio vibes, too. So I really like that we got this card as well. But I'm going to leave it at that for this April astrology episode. We'll be doing more episodes throughout the month, obviously. I'm about to record a Libra full moon episode right after this, so don't worry. You will be getting all the information regarding this Libra full moon coming up in the next few days. But I hope everyone has a great day, a great month of April. And until the next episode, we will chat again soon.